My name's Terry. Welcome to the Oddscast. Welcome to the Oddscast. Anything more? Welcome to the Oddscast. And welcome to this week's edition of the Oddscast podcast. I'm Dominic Leo, alongside Joe Delara, Terry Takes, producer Corey. NFL Week 3 is on tap. We'll get into those games in just a bit. Joe, you're writing for Action Network NBA. Wanted to talk a little bit of Celtics heat. What's going on there, and what do you think is going to happen? All right, so uh, this is interesting. It's two – this heater up 2-1 right now. Uh, I think like, I'm personally surprised by that uh, quite a bit. Uh, especially given the Celtics play, I felt like they really should be up in the series at least two one, uh, if not you know if not more than that. Um, but what's interesting is that Gordon Hayward's back, and he I, I was listening to uh, ESPN the other night, and they said like on air like very casually that Gordon Hayward had expressed that he was not going to be leaving the bubble for the birth of his child, which he had been saying. Uh, kind of continually that he planned on doing that. So I think that that's very interesting. And I think it's very important. Well, well the thing series. is because he's, he's already had four girls or three other girls. He doesn't need to go watch another girl be born. He's just like his fifth <laughs> child. I forgot about that video. That's a good point. Yeah, that's true. It's <laughs> literally just all girls. <laughs> so, uh, but it's, but it's, I think it's important because uh, when he's on and off the court, the Celtics are 4.9 points better per 100 possessions than when he's off. And he's in the 83rd, 83rd percentile in effective field goal percentage and the 88th percentile in offensive points per 100 possessions uh, in regards to the, the, the team ranks. So he, what he's able to do is he's able to be very efficient. He's able to create his own shot. And he also helps his teammates get better. Uh, and it's something that I think is necessary because the Heat have been selling out, basically just trying to stop Tatum, uh, get the guys on the wing, and uh, kind of present doing some weird stuff with the zone. And Hayward kind of makes it a lot more difficult for them to do that because he can create his own shot, and uh, he's an effective and efficient scorer. So uh, right now the Celtics are down in the series. I still like them to win the series, and uh, you can get them at some plus money. Right now, so it's kind of between plus 115, plus 130. And uh, I think that what we've, from what we've seen so far, uh, the Celtics should still advance. And I see them playing the Heat – or playing the Lakers, rather, in the finals. Interesting stuff. Uh, before we go to NFL, I wanted to discuss uh, Bryson DeChambeau's winning of the U.S. Open. Terry, how are you feeling? Um. I'm fine with it. He dominated the course. The course dominated everyone else. Survival of the fittest. He survived with all of his protein shakes. Um, I had Matty Wolf, as you know, on, on the socials. I'm still in the Wolf Pack, for those asking. I will not give up on my guy. All he does as a 21-year-old is finish in the top five of majors. Probably going to be playing him again at the Masters, but um, – I am nervous that Bryson might run away with the Masters as well. Um, but, yeah, it was a good good weekend of golf. It was awesome to watch it alongside the NFL football. Um, and although I don't personally like Bryson, 
you got to respect what he's doing. And, you know, for Jeff Ogilvy to win it, you know, 14 years, 14 years ago, plus five, and he shoots six under as the only guy under par. It's, it's impressive. Yeah, and we have the Masters very late this year, November 15th. I was kind of thinking it was going to be coming up um, earlier next month, but I'm going to have to wait a bit. But uh, we'll, we'll see some – probably see some more golf events well, in the interim. Don't worry because you get it in November, and whoever wins that gets to be the Masters champ for five months because <laughs> it's coming right back weird? in April. Yeah, it's so weird. Yeah. Let's go to the NFL. Week two was one of the biggest uh, public winning weeks of all time. There was plenty of favorites that covered, a lot of money line favorites won, and the books were hurting. Uh, It took a Las Vegas Raiders win on Monday night to kind of alleviate the pain that some of the sports books were feeling. I think there was one Darren Ravel tweet uh, or a retweet that was saying that $10 million uh, was the hit to DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, if the Saints would have covered, but that didn't happen. So, you know, but, but still there was a lot of favorites. I had a lot of texts from people that I know that are bad gamblers saying like, Oh man, like you should be paying me for my picks. Like I did so great. And then it's funny to see those tweets out there. What was your thought on the NFL week two season? Uh, and, and what were some of the surprises? And I want to know who your friends are that text you that stuff. You know who he is. Cause it wasn't us. It wasn't us. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, who texts that? Uh, people that also try and get me to bet Formula One for them. So, yeah. Oh, so Formula that. Uh, uh, by the way. I'm going to go. So, have you looked at the DVOA from week two yet? No, I haven't. Surprised me. Okay. So, we're going to play, we're, we're gonna play a little game. Surprise me. We're going to play a little game. Can you tell me who the highest ranked team in DVOA is after two weeks? The Ravens. Correct. The Ravens at 2-0. and Total DVOA of 60.6. The second place team is at 34.1. The total Dave, which is the uh, adjusted. Oh, Dave. adjusted. Total Dave. I was looking at that uh, after week one, and I was like, who the fuck is Dave? Hi, I'm Dave. So like the t- his rankings. <laughs> so the total Dave uh, takes the pr- uh, preseason projections and then balances them with the actual on-field performance. So Dave is currently 85% preseason forecast and 15% of the actual forecast. So I'll pay for his picks. <laughs> well, so there is the Baltimore Ravens who are number one in DVOA and also number one in total Dave because they were – uh, a, a preseason favorite, but we're going on the other end. Just, you know, I'm going to have you guess this before you pay Dave for his picks. Who is the worst ranked team in the NFL after two weeks of football in DVOA? Ooh, the Jets. Uh, yeah, that's a good guess. You uh, pick someone else. <laughs> I know. Uh, what about like the, I don't even know the Cardinals. No, not the Cardinals. They're two and oh, uh, the there's 31 other teams. The Panthers, the Panthers, the okay. Panthers. Uh, Terry wins. If it's closest to the pin, uh, jets have t- the jets are 28th. Carolina is 23rd in DVOA. The worst, 
the worst team, Dolphins are 31st, the 32nd and the worst team in the NFL, according to DVOA, after two weeks is at negative 42.9% at 0 2, the Philadelphia Eagles. Wow. What is Dave thinking? Oh, I should have known. That makes and me so, so happy. And so Dave flipped those wings. In total, Dave, given 85% of the preseason rankings, the Eagles are 17th in total Dave. So they had some high preseason projections and, you know, Dave still thinks they're going to rebound, but Eagles are the worst team in DVOA after two weeks. So is it like total Dave's, like the amount of Dave's, like they have 17 Dave's and the less Dave's you have, you win. I just checked the roster. They definitely have the least amount of Dave's in the NFL. Interesting. Yep. Another fun game. Who is the <laughs> highest ranked one and one team in DVOA? The Saints. The Patriots. Saints are correct at seventh in DVOA, second in total, Dave. The Patriots are ninth, the third best one in one team after the Indianapolis Colts. And then. Um, after. Oh, go ahead. I'm going to give you a I don't guess. Want to interrupt the game. Yeah. So, two more questions. Worst 2 and 0 team in DVOA. Worst two and the Cardinals. No, going back. It's the Bears. Cardinals were third lowest two and O team. Chicago second lowest. The worst two and O team according to the DVOA is the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, oh, interesting. Recency bias. And then we're gonna go with the. Best 0-2 team, according to DVOA. Texans. Joe? The Giants. The Texans are the second best 0-2 team, according to DVOA. They are one spot behind the Atlanta Falcons. Ah. Uh, I forgot that they lost. It's true, yeah. (laughs) So another interesting thing here, the Cleveland Browns are by far the worst one in one team and are behind a lot of 0-2 teams at 29th in the league in DVOA. So hmm. looking ahead to this week, uh, some other things that stuck out to me after two weeks, the Washington football team has the best defense in the NFL, according to DVOA, and they're also the highest ranked defense according to Pro Football Focus and their grades. Wow. Say that again. So the Washington football team is number one in DVOA, in defensive DVOA, after two weeks, and Pro Football Focus has them rated as the top defensive group after two games with a 69.1 defensive grade. Right, right. You told me that already. (laughs) Yeah, off the podcast I did. (laughs) (laughs) That's why you're not so surprised. Do you think it has something to do with who they played? Because they played the Eagles, and the Eagles are buns. Well, the interesting thing is they played the Cardinals and gave up 30 points to the Cardinals, and they're still ranked the number one defense. So do it that as you will. Yeah. So moving into um, week three, any any questions you have, Joe? Yeah, I did. I wanted to ask you as a big as like the biggest Saints proponent mm-hmm. uh, in the Northeast. Um, uh, probably know, God. What, uh, God's up there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was going to say, uh, are you concerned at all about 
how Drew Brees looks uh, and like the lack of Michael Thomas? Um, I'm not concerned with how Drew Brees looks because we knew this going in. Like we knew that they were a team that was going to be more ball control this year. Uh, their defense was the strength uh, heading into the season. I'm a bit concerned um, with no Michael Thomas, but he'll be back. I think that offensively, you know, you saw kind of like those underneath routes with Kamara and yeah. those are kind of what Michael Thomas is great at, like the short slants that keep drives moving. Uh, but the offense really wasn't the biggest problem here. It was just like just shoddy play and, and penalties. Like you can't really win games when you're giving up 140 yards of penalties. Uh, some really poor time penalties on defense. I, I don't, Breeze doesn't concern me as much because it's just that's that's what you knew going into it. Like they weren't going to be this yeah. like high flying offense where he's throwing bombs. It was more of like the methodical. Like I think this is going to be the best team um, in football. And I still, I you know, they they lose one early. I think they'll bounce back next week. They have the Packers in a spot that I actually really like them uh, in the Saints. They're they're minus three right now. They were minus four and a half heading into Monday night's game against the Raiders. So I think you're getting a little bit of a overreaction. Uh, I was talking to Terry outside of the podcast and. I think uh, the record was for Sean Payton. I think he's like 16 and eight in primetime games as a home favorite. So I think that the saints are a team that especially, you know, teams lose games. It's not like, and the Raiders are two and oh, and they look like they could probably win some games this year behind Darren Waller, Josh Jacobs. I think they're going to be like a six, seven, eight win team. And, you know, that's a that's a tough game for a, a, any team, even an elite team like the Saints. So I think I'm not concerned to answer your question. I'm more concerned about the defense. And if I'm more concerned about Drew Brees or Michael Thomas, I'm more concerned about Michael Thomas. I, I, I just okay. think Got Brees it. looks like um, Chad Pennington right now, just refusing to throw the ball downfield. He does not look great in my, my humble yeah. opinion. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like it could get to be problematic in more uh, competitive games or teams that you think are like more elite teams in the NFL. If you're trying to move down the field because you're down, um, it can take up a lot more time. Yeah, I mean, last year, Breeze was the most accurate passer in the NFL, um, and it wasn't like he was throwing bombs then, too. Like, it, this has been kind of Breeze's M.O. down the his arm's gonna his arm's gonna fall off with one of these passes. Like I was waiting for Chad Pennington. <laughs> it's gonna go with the ball. <laughs> yes. And then you'll have Taysom Taysom Hill come in as the thirty five year old rookie. Or Jameis Winston coming Jameis. in to save the day. Love that. Like Love when that. was the I'm trying I was trying to think, when was the last time because like, we were talking about Hail Marys when the backup quarterback came in to throw Hail Mary? I think it was with Andrew Luck on the Colts. Yeah, like just yeah. last year they put in. Uh... That was not Andrew Luck. If it was last year, Andrew Luck, Andrew Luck uh, did have people come in to throw the throw it. I do remember that. Yeah. Yeah. So not last year. Let's take a look at the week three slate. Um, last week, Joe and I picked three games apiece. I think we could run that back if you want to. I'm in. Terry, are you in? Uh, I mean, I'm in. I thought I was just going to make fun of the three that you picked. <laughs> well, since you want to make fun, you could start off. So I am picking. Yes. You're including me in your game. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, okay. Yes. You're in. Uh, I'm going to pick a game that I know Dominic is probably going to pick the other way. And I'm going to take the uh, Buffalo Bills. I'm seeing minus one and a half on FanDuel. I think short home favorite against uh, the Bills have played the Dolphins and the Jets. So I don't think people think too highly of them. Um, but I think those two opponents have given them the opportunity to, you know, find their way in offense, have Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs get some chemistry you saw, um, you know, from week one to week two. He's at him and or him and Stefan were able to, you know, connect on some passes. Um, great defense. Getting the Rams, who are making their second second trip across across the country. They're not staying on the East Coast because of COVID. Um, going back to California and then flying all the way back to Buffalo. You got a California kid as quarterback. Hopefully it's cold in Buffalo. Uh, looks kind of mild right now. Um, What's the spread? I have it at one and a half on FanDuel. Um, and I just think that, you know, as much flack as the Bills have gotten for the opponents they've played, um, yes, the Rams beat the Cowboys. Again, it's we're not sure how good the Cowboys are, but we're certainly, you know, for the trendy, the expert pick that was then trendy, um, uh, the Eagles over the Rams. I, I don't think you can take too much um, from from that Rams victory. Um, and I think, you know, the, the bills are going to be the first real defense they've faced so far. So, uh, I'll, I'll always take the short home, home, uh, favorite on these situations. Uh, so give me, give me those Buffalo bills, baby. Uh, counterpoint. First off, Joe and I are both two and one in our picks last week. I lost the Detroit plus six game and Joe was on the wrong end of the chiefs chargers spread. Uh, but other than that, we're 2-0. and Joe was on the Rams and the Bengals. I was on the Dolphins and the Cardinals. So You love to see it. 2-1. and Terry's coming in 0-0. Got to beef up his, his stats. Uh, I, unfortunately, I, I like the Rams in this game. I'm probably, in, in terms of like picking games, I'm probably not going to pick this game. But I do lean the Rams. Uh, I would probably sprinkle a little bit on money line. I just think the points are stupid at this point in a one and a half point game. I think, you know, yeah. you know, you know my opinion on the bills and I don't really have to go into all that, but uh, I'll leave it at that. Joe, what's your first pick? Uh, I'm going to take the Titans on the road against the Vikings. I don't like what I'm seeing out of the Vikings. I feel like they just are not, they just, their offense looks kind of like anemic. And uh, in terms of DVOA, the Vikings are ranked 25th. Uh, the Titans are ranked 13th. Um, I think that this is probably going to be a little bit more of a low-scoring affair, but uh, I, I like the line movement, and I'm going to take the Titans under you know, under a field goal in this matchup. So counterpoint to this as well, 2-0 favorites against 0-2 teams that made the playoffs in the previous season. So that would be the Vikings as one of them. That would also be the Texans as the other one this week. 2-6. and six. So in the Titans spot and the Steelers spot, two and six against the spread as two and zero favorites against zero and two teams that made the playoffs in the previous season. But you could be right. Though. I mean, the Vikings could be a team that just is going to give up on the season after two, uh, two. Um, yeah, two I mean, small sample size. So. Games, yeah. yeah, I just haven't seen anything really from the Minnesota offense that makes me like concerned or so to speak. I think the Titans are going to be able to play their game. 
My first pick this week is going to be the Atlanta Falcons minus three and a half hosting the Chicago Bears. Uh, another trend that I'm going to cite to you. 0-2 favorites like the Falcons are right now facing 2-0 and teams, and this is straight up 0-2 and 2-0. They are 4-2 and against the spread and 4-1 and when at home. Um, so, you know, the, the thought process here is that the teams are good because they're favored against 2-0 and teams that may, maybe everybody knows are not really that great of teams. I think the Bears fit this mold extremely well. We talked about the DVOA at the beginning of this podcast. The Falcons and the Ram, or Falcons and the Bears, rather, are right beside each other in DVOA. We have the Falcons at, I think they were 21st. I'm going to cite that real quick. But the, I mean, the thing with the Falcons is, is that they lose a heartbreaker against Dallas in a game they should have won 15 different ways um, down the stretch. I think that they're too talented of a team to be 0-3 at the start, and I think that the Bears' offense is not going to be able to stick with the Falcons. I think that, you know, the Falcons are a shootout team. The Bears are more of a grinded-out defensive team. And I think the two styles matching up is a mismatch for the Falcons and the Bears. Uh, Falcons are 21st in DVOA total, and the Bears are 18th, kind of in the same range. But I think it fits the system, and I like the Falcons – Pretty much anything at four or lower, I think that they do win by at least a touchdown, but I think that the value there is under that four number. So I'm going Falcons minus three and a half. Oh, snake draft. I'll go snake. Should we just do, should we just do, are we going to do three or are we going to do two since we have six picks then? Do three. We'll, we'll, we'll keep it quick. I'm going to go with my next Bird. pick, uh, the Washington football team plus seven. Uh, going into Cleveland, I think that this is a Washington football team that I think I have figured out. So I'm going to continue to bet them every week, bet them, bet uh, with them, bet against them. And bet week one, I bet with them. Week two, I bet against them. I think this team is great defensively. As you see, we talked about them being number one in DVOA and in pro football focus. I think that they can win and be competitive in games where teams are more grinding out style, like but the team like the Browns who like to run the ball, I think the Washington football team gets blown out by teams that are running gun like the Cardinals. So this is a great spot. This line opened at five and a half, immediately went up to seven. I don't think the Browns should be favored by seven points against anyone right now. I think that the Washington football team, like, like I said before, their defense is stout. Chase Young is good. I think Ron Rivera is able to keep this game close. Even in the game that last week against uh, Arizona, you know, if Cliff Kingsbury wasn't stepping his foot on the gas and going on fourth, you know, going for it on fourth down and playing aggressive, even when he was supposed to be in conservative spots, I think the Browns, uh, Washington have a, has had a chance to cover there. I don't think the Browns are good. I think Washington's pretty good. Um, and I think these teams are probably right around the same in terms of skill level and they're getting seven points. So I'm going Washington football team. Got it. Um, so I'm looking at this and I, I'm going to uh, my next pick is going to be the Chiefs plus three and a half if you can get it, um, but it looks like it's at plus three over the Ravens. Um, I think that this is a game amongst really the two best teams in the AFC, and if I can get points over a field goal, I'm going to take the points over the field goal. I think it's going to be a close game, and uh, I'm going to 
back the Chiefs in this plus three and a half. Okie doodles. Uh, I will look to the hold your nose special and take <laughs> the New York Jets plus 11. The 11 really doesn't do much. I'm between, I mean, it's that or the under at 44. Take your pick if you don't want to take the Jets. Um, I think this game is going to go under. Oh, oh, it's like a double-digit dog um, in that situation. Uh, the Jets, I, I don't know. I don't know how Adam Gay still has a job. Um, he, the team looks awful. Everyone's hurt. Um, and against the, I guess, what, fifth string of the 49ers, they still could only score seven, seven points. Um, so I, I just, I don't, I don't see how that offense really gets anything going um, in terms of the Colts. Laid an egg against the Jags, came out and shellacked the Vikings, which I don't think the Vikings are very good. Um, and I think, you know, with their their strength being their run offense against the Jets team that is good at stopping the run, except Raheem Mostert um, in the first play of the game. Um, I think it's kind of kind of negate a little bit and make Philip Rivers make some plays, which I think at this point in his career is kind of washed up. So I'll take the under there. I'll take the Jets plus eleven. I don't care what you make my official pick; they're both going to hit. I'm going Jets. Uh, another tidbit I found: double-digit home favorites during September and October, when they did not make the playoffs in the year prior. So that would be the Colts. Since 2015, those teams are one in ten against the spread. Perfect. So the thought process there is that teams um, that are double-digit favorites weren't really good the year before. People could be thinking they're good or they're just playing one of these bad teams that people, everyone thinks is bad in the beginning of the season before we really know who these teams are. And they're one in 10 in this spot. So stats say, stats, you know, the trends say they're there. Yeah, I mean, I think, the Colts defense is banged up. Malik Hooker got hurt. Um, I I don't think anyone's going to score in this game, and it's going to be ugly, and I hope it doesn't show up on red zone at all. I think that – but, you know, to, to your point about the Jets, like the Jets on both – for as bad as they've looked and everyone has kind of said, oh, this team is the worst team in the league, they can't beat anybody – on DVOA, they're better than four teams in the league. And on PFF, they're better <laughs> than four teams in the league too. So it's not like they're the Dolphins last year where they were, you know, by all statistical metrics, god-awful through the first two Jeez, weeks of the dude. season. Well, that was um, not necessary. <laughs> but that's just kind of, uh, you know, I, I don't think they're as bad as people give the, you know, as, as people are treating them. So I, I think it's a good pick. Give us your third. Hey, thanks. My third is going to be the one and only, the team, the heart, the, the cardiac kids. They should be 0-2 except for Matt Ryan and crew. The Dallas Cowboys plus five in Seattle. We have the Seahawks coming off the impressive win against the uh, Patriots. Even though they were up by two scores and then kind of blew it in 
the Patriots had a chance to win, steal the game from them uh, at the end there. We had Pete Carroll after the game saying was not was not a supporter of uh, unlocking rust or whatever the term everyone's using on social media is, um, saying that um, six and seven carries for uh, Chris Carson, who's their backup, Homer, um, was not enough. So they're going to get more carries. We have the Cowboys coming back um, with the – it might be the first onside kick I've seen recovered since they changed the rule, to be honest, like live. It's always that guy. Live, no, it's, it's always, always that guy, cool. Right? It's cool. Oh, it's always – it always is who's on the Falcons. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think this will be a, a spark – you know, with Mike McCarthy to kind of, you know, get them over the hump. It kind of would have been a disaster start at, at 0-2, and I don't know what Jerry would have done. Um, and, you know, their offense, you know, started clicking, scoring 40 points. Uh, we saw that the Seahawks aren't really apt to stopping anyone, letting the Patriots score 30. So I think it's going to be a shoot, shootout. Um, it could come down to whoever has the ball last wins with a last-second field goal. So, or even over time. So I'll, I'll take the five points um, with the Cowboys on the road. I like that pick a lot. Hey, thanks. I think it's a great spot. I don't know how it's still over four and a half or four. Hey, thanks. Joe, yeah. third pick. Much as, uh, so my next pick is going to be in the Bucks Broncos game. Uh, I like, this under um, there might be some 44s out there, but it looks like it's moved down to 43 and a half. Um, I like this under, I don't think that either team's offense is particularly good. Um, especially the Broncos uh, with like, not that drew lock is a great quarterback or by any means, but you lose your quarterback, you lose your top like wide receiver and Sutton. Uh, not that he had really played, but I don't think, I don't like their offense here. And I also think that the bucks offense has not been, particularly good and I mean even if you look at DVOA uh, they have a minus 4.7 percent offensive DVOA so I think that that's something to keep an eye on and uh, I don't um, I just I don't think that there's gonna be a lot of points scored here I think that both teams have pretty good defenses and uh, I like the you know I like it at under 40 43 and a half interesting Eesh. interesting is it you said the Broncos Broncos game, the Bucks Broncos. Yeah. Whew. Okay. okay. Uh, my my third and final pick. I teased it a little bit in the beginning. Uh, it's going to be the Saints. Saints minus three, hosting the Cow- uh, hosting the Packers on Sunday night. Um, at the beginning of the podcast, I said that this, uh, Sean Payton was sixteen and eight against the spread as a home favorite in prime time. I was incorrect. He is going to be 16 and eight after this week. He was 15 and eight going into this game. This line opened at six and a half before the Saints played on Monday night against the Raiders. That is a three and a half point swing down to three just because the Saints laid an egg early in the season. I don't think Sean Payton has been two and oh with the Saints and like his whole career. Um, always struggles to get wins in week one and two. I think that the Packers, having played two divisional opponents, uh, could be ripe for a exposure heading out of the NFC North. And the Saints, I think, are ripe for a comeback game in a game that they looked just 
they, they looked good, but just stupid mistakes, bad coaching. I think it's just early season, kind of getting everything back together, no preseason. I think this team is, again, very talented, and this is a game that they cover if they are that talented. Uh, you've seen the Packers outside of the NFC North in the – most recent Rodgers era with LaFleur kind of lay some eggs in primetime games, most notably against the 49ers last year. Not saying it's going to be that, but I think the Saints win this game pretty comfortably. Um, so I'm going Saints minus three. Solid. Great opportunity. This is like pure, you know, I don't know. By, by the overreaction, um, I'm with the Saints here. I, I, I think the Packers are good. I think they're okay, too. Like, I think they're a good team. Uh, you said okay. I think they're good. I think they're. I think they're, barring a Chicago Bears just mirage the first two weeks and they kind of turn it on. I think the Packers are kind of going to cruise to the NFC North title. So I know I'm worried about my uh, our Lions. They don't. Yeah, Lions don't look so great. Matt Patricia could be first coach fired. Yeah. In my fictional bet that I bet Dan Quinn <laughs> I could possibly lose. <laughs> I did just uh, request my funds from five dimes today. I've requested them a bunch of times. I'll probably never get them. Who knows? Yeah, I talked to Vanessa. I gave her a thumbs up for the ratings, but I was a little nervous. Her English wasn't great. A lot of typos. If you want to actually really be scared, search five dimes on Twitter. I, I actually don't do that, but... <laughs> Because then, Twitter, though, then, you'll, then, you'll, you'll, then you'll think you're you're never getting your money back. Um, let's I carry mean, it out. I, I don't think I am. <laughs> let's go into our pods and recs. First, I want to ask uh, producer Corey and Joe. Uh, wow, Terry. Wow, you almost had it. It was, it was almost, almost clean. Fuck, it was almost clean. No, that's been that's a that's the first time in a while. Yeah. It also wasn't me. <laughs> All right. Going into pods and recs. I know that producer Corey, Joe had homework. Terry wasn't here. But did you guys watch the uh, Feels Good Man documentary? I did. Well, listen, I, I don't know what happened. <laughs> uh, I think the dog ate my homework. It just it never happened. This fucking guy. Um, what is but, that? You didn't listen to our podcast last week, but we gave out a homework assignment uh, to watch the documentary as part of our meme museum segment because this documentary traces the origin of the Pepe the Frog meme and how it came from a children's comic book to a national designated hate symbol by the Anti-Defamation League. Uh, right, right. The League. We talked, we talked about that. So Pepe, I thought it was a phenomenal, phenomenal documentary yeah I hard nine that, yeah i i think it was the best documentary i watched all year i think that the there's a lot of things i forgot about like in the 2016 election like that somebody did at a hillary rally yell out pepe like as she was talking about like alt-right people and like the basket of deplorables this is and like the be- precursor to QAnon. this is how it got like its first blast of mainstream coverage yeah and i do remember that and I also remember like Hillary collapsing at like the 9-11 Memorial in New York City and being like shuffled in. Just that whole like 4chan culture and how that was 
kind of massaged by the Trump campaign in 2016, I kind of like forgot all about that. And it seems like all fun and games now looking back on it, but it's still just a little bit scary. But I always it, took 4chan super seriously. Um, when I was a junior in college, I was moving out for the summer and we lost power for a brief moment, probably like a solid 15 minutes. Didn't think anything of it. I was like, ah, everybody's probably gone, whatever. So I was driving on my way home and my roommate who left shortly after me called me and said that the FBI had raided somebody's room. He was making death threats on 4chan. Uh, much like the, remember the, um, the movie theater shooting, the Batman shooting? Yes. Aurora. Yes. He was claiming he was going to do that in Worcester, Mass. And uh, they swooped in. So I knew 4chan was for real. Good on them. It uh yeah, a lot of lonely people on the internet. I'm he realizing. fits the bill. I know who it was. Just like, realizing, because like fortunate, like they did a good job of like humanizing them and not like saying, "Oh, these people just want to see like chaos." Like, no, there's a reason why they're like this. Like, they don't have jobs. They live in their parents' basement, and they're ugly. So that's kind of convergence. Yeah, Jeez, and they're, they're they're not that those all have to go together, but you know. No, for these people, like they, they fit the bill, and that's why. Yeah, it's, those are not mutually exclusive for these guys. If you watch the documentary, you, if you watch the documentary, you would know. But going into this week's pods oh. and recs, Joe, you're leading us off because since you failed, failed the assignment. <laughs> um, okay, so I am going to recommend ground turkey. Now, not. Not like obviously ground turkey. Turkeys can't fly. It's all ground turkey, idiot. (laughs) But my tip on this is, you know, like if you're trying to eat clean, but you want to, you know, you're not sure how to flavor it or what you're doing. You can just buy an 89 cent pack of taco seasoning. You make it, you know, you make an extra amount of ground turkey. So like I buy four pounds of ground turkey. That's a a lot of turkey. And normally... I just made a pound tonight for me and my girlfriend (laughs) for two days. But like normally the packet is good. Like you use one packet per one pound. I'm advocating for using one packet for the four pounds. The flavor, there's a lot of flavor in those. That's some white people shit. No way. Flavor Uh -uh. packets. What packet? Are these like ramen packets? Like the El Paso packets? No, like like the El Paso packets. Uh, Yeah. You he know. just said that. So, like, you know, you can spread it out. It's easy. Uh, you know, if you're not, if you're kind of in a rush, you're like, y'all want something healthy. I'm not really sure what to have. Make four pounds. Yo, why don't you get four packets of El Paso and try that? <laughs> I'm recommending you try it with man, the proposed there's, amount. There's, there's a lot of salt. There's a lot of salt. They, they have low thirsty. sodium you options. You decisions. Yes. <laughs> can you really not you make bad decisions? The mild heat of like the store bought taco seasoning. You gotta spread one pound. No, like you, I obviously can. I, it's more just so that you can cut out like some of the sodium if you're trying to be healthy. But it's an easy way to season four pounds of ground turkey. So that is my recommendation. Stay fit. Let's get this bread, but also cut your carbs sometimes, and then eat just ninety four percent lean ground turkey. Oh fuck you! My God. <laughs> I feel like I have to put an advisory at the beginning of this episode now before people hear that. Yeah, swipe up. I'm not a dietitian. Smash that subscribe uh, button. But follow. Like my picks. Yeah, okay. I'm going to go the opposite of not working out and sitting on your couch and watching something. And I'll recommend a movie that I was discussing with Dominic on the links on the weekend. 
uh, before I quit after 10 holes. Um, Palm Springs with Andy Sandberg and Christina Mil- Milanati. What, what, a, what a pleasant surprise. I knew nothing about it. My friend recommended it. I'm not going to ruin anything because it's better to go in without knowing anything about it. Um, it's just a, a solid 90-minute comedy on Hulu. Good you movie. watch it. I'll recommend that too. I'm going to recommend for this podcast, uh, not quitting after 10 holes in golf because when, (laughs) when Terry left, we were at like a three hour round. And then, uh, we think me and, uh, two randoms with another random dropped, I think at hole 14. Uh, but we played in one hour, 20 minutes. And, uh, you know, when your friends leave, if you continue playing, you can uh, meet some cool people. So I met a, a, dude who owns his own plumbing company and he might be doing some uh work for for my house so yeah you're welcome wow more nice. you know just you know go out and if you pay for something finish it finishing things are is good this like is this like dom's boomer hour now yeah i don't know this is all boomer <laughs> advice go talk to people you fucking pussy That's you know back guess. people people don't go outside call anymore. the fucking plumber god why are you looking Listen, at Listen, you always videos? gonna try to finish. <laughs> I gain so much weight. What do you think I do with the food I order? I eat it all, and the food I also oh, pay think, for so that think, other people didn't eat. I also eat that too. So, do you think there's been an uptick in plumbing, like you're in the need for plumbers? Based on what Terry just said about his food, or just where, like people yeah, staying home? Where was the joke? Was it where? Was yeah, the I mean, joke? we have we have like no. I'm just asking. Is like, it like a, is Terry, that like a shit joke? Yeah, I don't. It was mostly just a. It was mostly just a question. I'll give that joke a solid three. Yeah, three it was a bad wah, joke. Wah. Producer Corey. I don't think it was a joke. Punch um, was terrible. Go watch Richard. There Jewell. was no punchline. It was a shitty joke. I'm sorry. Okay. Richard Jewell. Richard Jewell. Uh, it's about sort of like those basement people we were talking about of 4chan, but like the 90s version. Who was like a wannabe cop? Uh, I was in Atlanta during the Olympics. When the explosion went off, uh, ninety six. Yeah, ninety four, ninety six, ninety six. I can't remember which was the World Cup that year too, or is the World Cup ninety eight? Ninety four. Ninety four in the U.S., ninety eight in Germany. Yes. Do you want to keep going? No. Two twenty. Oh, two was in uh, France. That was the one Italy won, right? No, that was oh six. Oh six, Italy yeah. won. We're off the rails. Anyway, 2010, South Africa. 2006 was what? When did they? <laughs> where they play in 06? Germany. South Africa. Germany won. No, no. 06, 06 Italy won. 06. Wasn't South Africa the Vuvuzela year? That was 2010. Oh, that was, that was the 2010? worst. I thought that was way earlier. Yes. Yeah, no. I remember the video game. Anyway, Sorry, go on about go on about Richard Jewell. It's a guy who's like a security guard who wants to be a cop who has a history of getting um, fired from like positions of authority because he abuses the shit out of it. And uh, he's a loser. He lives with his mom. He somehow saves a bunch of people from the explosion, backing them up away when he found a suspicious package. See something, say something, PSA. Um, And then the media first, he's like their darling for like a whole day. And then they start spinning it because the FBI is investigating him as a potential suspect. And he fits the bill of like a lone wolf terrorist. John Hamm's like a dick in that movie, right? Huge dick. You are what you swing. 
Yeah, I think I started watching that, but it's on HBO, right? HBO Max, yeah. I kind of like HBO Max, but it doesn't like a lot of the videos cut out for me, like on Chromecast. I don't know why. Interesting. Is it any different from what HBO was before, though? Yeah, it's or did they just it's much more inclusive. There's a lot more content. Oh. TV shows that aren't necessarily on HBO. Um, a whole new slew of movies. I gotta say the app layout's not the best, but it's all right. Go watch the movie. Clint Eastwood. Shocking. You need a better producer. I'm shocking he was. I'm shocked that he was like able to make a narrative that was this critical about like police. Cops. Yeah. <laughs> I was very shocked, and it's very, very good. Cops would be in Detroit during Gran Torino, just making yeah, sure it's like, all the It's like he had a moment home. of clarity and was like, wait a minute, I don't like any authority. <laughs> and then he like woke up after the movie was made and was just like, where's my, where's my buddy cop? My buddy cop. All right, that's it for this week's episode of The Oddcast. We got six, wow, I guess nine picks. Terry, Buffalo minus one and a half, Jets plus 11, Dallas plus five, Joe, Tennessee minus two and a half, KC plus three, Tampa Bay, Denver under 43 and a half, and then I have Atlanta minus three and a half, Washington plus seven, New Orleans minus three. We'll post it on the socials, win you some money, and we'll see you next week. Have a great weekend. Okay. Bye-bye. God bless. Fins up Thursday night. Let's go. Plus three. Take them.